Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, it's great to be with you. Question for today, one I've been pondering is how much do I love Jesus? How much do you love Jesus? Seems like an easy question, right? Until it kind of is sitting right in front of us and we begin to look at the reality of what that means. So we're gonna dive into scripture in just a few moments and learn from somebody who radically loved Jesus so much that he actually felt that love. Before we do that, real quick, my name is Ruth Hendrickson. I want to welcome you. I'm so glad you joined us today. If you want to learn about more about me and about the ministry, just go to the website. It is ruthhendrickson.org. We have all sorts of resources on there for you, ways you can connect, ways you can grow, ways you can receive healing. So just again, check it out when you have an opportunity. The website is ruthhendrickson.org. All right. How much do you love Jesus? How much do I love Jesus? It is actually, I think, a really challenging question, at least it is for me. I can say, oh, yes, I love Jesus. You know, um, you know, there's there's so many things, you know, that I could say, Lord, I do this because I love you or I love you. I spend time with you. Lord, I hear your voice. I know you. I love you. There's so many different ways. You know, if you love me, feed my sheep, you know, if you love me. And so it does play out. But how much do we spend time really loving on him and adoring him? So I want to read some scripture. It's a pretty good chunk that we're going to read through today. We're actually going to dive into Luke 7, 36 to 50. So if you have your Bible, just grab it right now and open it up to Luke 7, 36 to 50. We're going to read a very common, well-known story, but I really want to talk about Jesus's response to this woman. So again, Luke 7, 36 to 50. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if, 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 just say if, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him the story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. And then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman dealing here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet. But she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss. But from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head. 
but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, though they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But the person who is forgiven little shows only a little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. You know, it's interesting. This woman walked into a man's environment. She she invaded a Pharisee's house. She went where she didn't belong, where she wasn't to go because she saw something. She saw someone that she needed to get to. She wouldn't allow the cultural protocols to stop her from getting to where Jesus is. Do you love Jesus so much that you refuse to allow the cultural norms, the expectations stop you from getting to where Jesus is? You know, she she realized, I mean, even Jesus is there with the Pharisees, with the religious leaders of the day who knew the customs. Good grief. Some of these customs, some of these laws they themselves had put into place as Pharisees. They knew not only the religious law, they understood the cultural customs. And yet this Pharisee, even though Simon, even though he invited Jesus into his home, he didn't honor him as a guest. He didn't have Jesus's feet washed and he didn't anoint his head with oil. He didn't do the common courtesies that you would do as a guest entering into your home. You know, I, I live in the Northeast. It can be cold if somebody comes in the wintertime. What do I do? They step into my home. I offer to take their coat. There are certain things that are a custom. I ask them if they want something to drink. Okay, there are certain things. I invite them in front of the fire to warm up. There are certain things that we do out of honor when we invite somebody into our home. They are our guests. And yet this religious leader, Simon, didn't do that for Jesus. But this woman who had crossed the cultural boundaries, who had said, there's no way I can be kept from Jesus. My love for him, I love him so much. I will press through and I will pour out my love to him. She kneels and she begins to weep. And as those tears, think about this. He did not have clean feet. They were dirty. He wore sandals. They were stinky. They were smelly. The human side of Jesus that we often forget. Oh, these were holy feet. But they were holy feet that had trudged along the dusty streets with humankind. They were holy feet that picked up the dirt that smelled that who knows, maybe his toenails weren't perfect. We don't know, but she didn't care. She begins to weep, which provides the water, which Simon had not provided. Her tears provide the water to begin to wash the dirt, the yuck off his feet. There's no towel to dry. He didn't give her a towel. He didn't. It's interesting that she just does this and nobody says anything but. They actually do because they're making judgments in their mind. Maybe they didn't speak it out. But of course, Jesus is the world's number one mind reader. And he knows exactly what each one of us, one of them is thinking, including what she's thinking. And so since there was no towel available, she goes and she lets down her hair. And she begins to dry 
his feet. Getting her hair dirty because on her hair is going that dust and that dirt and that smell and she doesn't care. How often do we act like the Pharisees and we try to keep everything prim and proper, but we're not giving Jesus the honor and the glory he deserves. I could think of times when my mind has been other places rather than worshiping, rather than diving into his word or, or I have other things going on in my day and what goes sometimes my quiet time, my time with the Lord. It makes me just as guilty as Simon. How about you? Can you relate? There's moments when we just fall into, or, or here's another one, because our culture, and I think this is true no matter where you live at this point, whatever nation you're in, but here in the United States, our culture is becoming increasingly anti-God. I mean, to, to say the name of the Lord, to pray in a public place, to tell somebody about Jesus is all becoming increasingly frowned upon. You go into our school systems and you want to pray to the Lord, the God, the, the one true God, Jehovah, you'll get shut down in many places. You want to pray to some other God and it's fine. You see, there's so many cultural things shifting or, or you want to speak the truth about sexuality. You'll be shut down in a heartbeat around here. And yet... If you want to applaud all the dysfunction that's out there because it's culturally acceptable, you'll be applauded. This woman, what I want you to hear is this woman pressed through the cultural barriers. She was so determined to get to Jesus and to honor him, give him the honor, the glory, the worth that he's due. So she kneels down. She weeps. She lets down her hair which also really wasn't allowed, wipes his feet, anoints his feet with oil. Again, how often do you not honor Jesus with your actions? I know I'm guilty. Are you guilty of not honoring Jesus, not giving him the value or the worth that he's due? Let's look at it another way. Jesus is a guest in Simon's home. How often do we not honor those around us the way that they deserve to be honored. Pretty uh, thought-provoking questions that, that can really take us down a path that will, when we do it with the Holy Spirit, leads to freedom. It doesn't lead, lead to bondage. It doesn't lead to shame. It's like in these moments where the Lord says, you know what, this is where you haven't honored me, or this is where you haven't shown my love to others. And we say, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Simon, in this moment, he should have been saying, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Would you forgive me? Not condemning the woman, because that's what he did. There was a shift. They declared that they judged Jesus. If he was truly a prophet, he would know who this woman was. There's a judgment against Jesus. She's sinful, a judgment against the woman. There was no seeing redemption. There was no even seeing personal shortcomings. It was all about what was culturally acceptable and the judgments as they saw them on the surface. You know, just a, a note, 1 Corinthians eleven fifteen 15, about a woman's hair. It says, and isn't long hair 
a woman's pride and joy for it has been given to her as a covering. She let it down to serve Jesus. In other words, she valued what others had not. She she kissed his feet. She valued what others, in, in that culture, you would greet somebody with a kiss. That hadn't happened either. Jesus is very clear as he talks to Simon about that. He's actually rebuking Simon for, for what he did not do, even following the customs and, and the religious laws. And he says, you didn't do this, but this woman has. You didn't do this, but she has. This woman who you consider a sinner has been the one to pour out her love on me. You know, I never thought of this before, but Zach Neese points out that this is the only place in scripture where Jesus specifically states that someone has shown him love. It was that, that radical, that bold, that love that this woman showed. When you think about that, at least for me, it made me stop in my tracks. It really made me question, where am I showing Jesus love? Am I showing him so much love? Am I showing my savior, the one who hung on the cross for me, the one who endured the lashings and the pain and the humiliation so that I could be forgiven? Am I showing him so much love that he feels loved? Could he say about me that, that this woman, like he did about this woman, does he look at me and say, she pours out love to me? Does he look at you and say that you pour out love? to him. How are you showing love to Jesus? How do you show love to him? How, how do you show love to him? Put it in the chat, shout it out. How do you show love to him? What adjustments need to be made? I know I need to be on my knees more. I need to be before him more. I need to be spending more time. I have a ways to go. How about you? Where are you at? How, where are you at with crossing the, the cultural boundaries? Because your eyes are so focused on Jesus that nothing can stop you. Where are you at with that? That's another question I've been asking myself as I become more challenged to say more about doing things God's way, not making excuses or not backing off because somebody might say something or, or you know, disconnect from me. How radical am I willing to be to stand on the word of God? She was willing. She recognized who Jesus was and nothing could stop her. And with this action, even though she didn't say anything through all this, she just wept. The lesson that Jesus taught Simon and the others gathered there was invaluable. And I have no doubt that it was so impactful that they had a lot of time to think about it later on. And my, you know, we don't know ultimately what their reaction is, but my, my hope would be that they repented. You know, that lesson, let me read it again, verse 44 and following. He turned to the woman, so he's looking at her, but he begins to speak to Simon. He says, look, just say, look, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to dust, to wash the dust off my feet. That was the custom. He didn't do it. He didn't honor. But she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. She pressed through. Nothing could stop her from getting to Jesus. You didn't greet me with a kiss, which was the customary welcome. But from the time I first came in, she's not stopped kissing my feet. 
she went against protocol. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she's anointed my feet with rare perfume. The verse that can really get you, verse 47, I tell you her sins, though they are many, have been forgiven. She has shown me much love. She's shown me much love. Does he say about you? He's showing me much love. She's showing me much love. Oh, Lord, let our love for you increase. God, show us where we're falling short. Show us where, like Simon, like the others gathered at that table, we're looking back and we're judging. Or we're saying you don't even know. Can we be as bold as to say there's times when we say, God, you don't even see. Do you even see what I see? And the Lord's saying, when we ask that question, he sees more. He sees beyond. This is what was happening right here. He saw beyond. He was seeing the heart. God looks at the heart. Lord, give us eyes to see like you do to see the heart. To see the heart, God. We don't want to miss. God, we want to be men and women to which you say about us. They've shown me love. He's shown me love. She's shown me love. God, that's our heart cry. We want to show you love. God, you've forgiven so much. You've forgiven us of so much. God, let us pour out that love. Let it just flow. Let it come. The <laughs> I just keep hearing the song spring up, oh well. You see, as that as that well, as that living water springs up, as we pour out, as we come before Jesus. You know, the other thing is she bowed. She bowed before Jesus. She was down. It wasn't below her to be at his feet. She bowed low before her Savior. And she showed him love. Father, forgive us when we haven't bowed low before you to show you love. Show us, show us how to pour out that love. You know, I just, I just feel some of us as, as we begin to pour out more love to Jesus, we're going to feel like we're, we're fumbling through it. Like we don't quite know what we're doing and he's going to teach us how to pour out that love to him. He's going to teach you how to pour out that love because he's faithful and he knows. You could just say he knows, he knows, he knows who you are. He knows who you're created to be. And he knows the freedom and the joy and the wholeness that come as we pour out that love. So today take some time, just get alone with the Lord and begin to just pour out that love. You might weep. You might be down on your knees. You might be just adoring him and, and, and worshiping him for who he is. But take that time just to spend with him. One of the ways that we show love to the Lord, also to those around us, is called time. So take that time to get alone and be with the one who's worthy of it all. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. 
If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.